Many strange things happen around here. There is a tale. It was a night like tonight, many years ago. There is a legend. If you say his name above a whisper, he'll get you. There is a warning. On certain nights, when the moon is full, he's out there stalking in the woods. There is a madman. His name is Mars. Mad Man Mars. Mars! Madman Mars! Here we are! Come and get us, Madman! Don't you realize you're fooling with things beyond your control? of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast. And we were just chit-chatting for probably about, I don't know, 15 minutes. So I'm going to say my friend over here, Tom, <laughs> Tom Candela, um, from, I mean, basically, we were just talking about this, but today, we're on podcast time. This isn't coming out today. This is going to come out in a little okay. bit. But uh, today marks the 40th, to the day, the 40th anniversary of the release of one of my favorite horror movies, Madman, um, and you were you were credited as Jimmy Steele, correct? Jimmy Steele, aka yep. Della, aka Richie. Yes, right. And you were the guy that <laughs> that opened your big mouth, awakened fucking Madman. You get all Man your Yes, you get all your friends killed because of your mouth. You're snooping around his house and you survive. <laughs> of course, you know, that's the magic of theater. Yes. Um, yeah. So it was uh, it was a, a really fun time, I have to say. Um, we never thought when making this film, uh, and I would think anybody who you speak to would say the same thing. We never thought that it would still be around 40 years later. In fact, we never really thought it would be around other than it would be released. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it would go a couple of weeks in the movie theater and that would be it. Um, there, there was no way to plan for something like that or, or, or to think about something like that. But I'm still amazed uh, that I get, you know, folks like yourself or other people who uh, find me on Facebook and, um, you know, are asking for signatures and asking for, you know, stories and, doing things like this uh, i'm still amazed by it you know yeah. because uh, for us you know it was um it was fun it was uh, something that uh, you know a lot of us who who made the film th this will give you an idea how we didn't think it would really go very far is because there's a number of actors who have uh, um 
who have uh, other names like myself in the film. And the yeah. reason for that is because it was a non-union film. Right. And we belonged to the Screen Actors Guild. And that was a, we were basically scabs in making the film. So that's why we had these aliases. And, you know, we thought, well, either we thought we would never be successful as actors, you know, where we would never be seen again and get in trouble. Um, or we thought the film wasn't going anywhere. So, um, you know, I, I read the script. The, the part was actually uh, written for me uh, by Joe and Gary because I had known them um, from, from our theater days uh, before, uh, before uh, probably in 79, 80, in that year. Okay. And so I had worked with them um, and been, been directed by Gary, uh, by uh, rather Joe, um, in a show, in a couple of, um, uh, we had a workshop and a couple of workshop productions that we did. Uh, this is all prior to the movie. Sure. Uh, and it was, uh, you know, when they decided to write this film, uh, it was originally written as a kind of different story. And I, I'm sure you heard that about how um, it was uh, based on the same, the same legend uh, that uh, they did the original um, uh, Friday the 13th, I believe. Right. Um, and uh, so they, they had to change their story uh, mid script and go back to the drawing board and, so we never really thought that it was going to amount to much, basically. Right. And it was just, it was fun to do. We were making a movie, you know, oh, what actor doesn't yeah. want to make a movie, yeah. you know, and we were getting paid for it. And, and that was uh, something that you, you, you really got, you know, as an actor, a lot of times you did stuff for free. Yeah. I did a lot of NYU films and stuff like that uh, for free, you know, for the experience. Sure. Uh, but this was fun. This was a big time movie and it was going to be released in the theaters where friends and family and, People could go see it and yeah. for maybe a week or two. Right. And then it turned out that, uh, in fact, I didn't really even know how um, popular it was um, until much, much later. It was maybe 10 years ago. I was contacted by uh, another person like yourself, um, Derek Young. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he had another That's podcast cool. at the time. Um, and he contacted me through Gary, I guess. I don't know how he found me, but. I learned that that was this big following and he was telling me how, yeah, you know, there's a lot of people who would be interested in hearing from you again. And I go, really? Yeah, <laughs> said, man. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, right? Yeah. It is crazy. True. Uh, so anyway, long story short, I found out pretty quickly that it was very, very popular or had a following. Um, they did the 30th anniversary um, Blu-ray yes. disc. Um I don't think I made it on that one. Uh, Gary hadn't found me yet okay. uh, when they did the original Blu-ray. But then there was some time afterwards when they, they revamped it, or maybe when the Blu-ray came out. I okay. think there was a 30th anniversary DVD. Yes. On that one, they had the um, you know the, some cast members. Uh, uh, the girl who plays Stacy was on it. Uh, certainly Gary. Um, uh, of course, Madman was on it. Paul. Yeah. Um, and I think that and then he had a tech or one of the one of the assistant directors or uh, yeah. but they didn't find me. So it wasn't until the Blu-ray edition came out that um, I went uh, Gary and I get I met Gary in the city and uh, we went to Paul's house in Long Island. Yeah. And uh, we filmed uh, some of the interviews there uh, nice. for the part that I was on. Yeah. But I had no idea that it had a, such a following and, um, you know, to hear from people uh, about, you know, how it, 
affected them as a kid or how they saw it as a uh, as a young as a child mm-hmm. and how they thought it was their favorite mo- movie uh, i thought it was i thought it was you know pretty cool yeah man yeah i saw your i saw your post well i was in contact with paul eller's madman mars and i knew that we were approaching the 40 year anniversary so i hit him up a few weeks back and I asked him, you know, if he would want to do this just to commemorate or just talk about, you know, it's a, it's the 40th year, you know what I mean? So, um, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't recorded with him yet. He just had crazy dental surgery and stuff, but he, he writes me long messages. He's hilarious. That guy. So um, he's like, yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I don't mind if you edited it up, but sometimes, uh, I started talking like like Nosferatu and I blurred out my social security number. All kinds of crazy shit he says. Right? <laughs> I'm like, yo, it's like, don't worry about it. But hopefully I'll, I'm going to get him on soon. Um, so I was in talks with him and then me and you happened to be friends on Facebook. And just, I didn't even go to your profile. It just came up like on my feed. I guess maybe a mutual friend or something had commented on your picture and that's why it came up. But it was a picture of you signing a madman poster and you basically said like i can't believe almost 40 years later people actually still ask me so that sparked something in my head like i said before we started recording i did a five-part texas chainsaw massacre series for whatever reason just because i thought it would be cool so i'm like okay i saw your post and i'm like maybe if it's not even five parts maybe maybe i'll do like a three-part madman thing sure so uh so I'm like, all right, so that's when I hit you up to, to see if you were interested in doing it. Um, but what you were saying about, um, you know, when you, as you're a little kid and the impact it had on you and this and that. Now, I'm not sure if I'm going to put this one out first or Gary first or whatever. So if you heard this story, people that are listening, you're going to hear it three times amongst this series and I don't care. Because um, I haven't heard it. Yeah. Right, you haven't heard it and I'm talking with you. I'm not pandering to anybody. It's me and you here. Um, so... Like I said, today marks the 40th anniversary of the day it came out in theaters. Um, now, I was living in Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn now, but I was in a different part of Brooklyn. I was in Canarsie, and I was six years old. I was just six years old because I turned six that September 5th. So I don't know if I actually saw it on New Year's Day, but however long it was in that theater, within two weeks or whatever, I went. And I went by myself. Um, I was six years old. Um, my parents were cool. Times were different. It's like, you know, you go up to the corner store, to the candy store, to luncheon at the movie theater. It's right down the block. So, you know, the, the person that, you know, worked at the movie theater didn't give a shit. If I could reach and give them the 75 cents or whatever it was at the time, I was in. So I was like, Ma, can I have a dollar? And, you know, Madman's like, okay, give me a dollar. And I went. And I, I'll never forget it because it was my first horror movie I ever saw in the theater. And I was by myself and six years old. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, that's an incredible story, even for the times, right? Even for the 1980s, um, to be on your own in New York City. Yeah. This would be unheard of now. I mean, oh, uh, unheard of. Yeah, you can't even you can't even have you know, you know go out and play with friends anymore. You have to have play dates. Right? Of course, you have, you have to schedule everything, including your friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's pretty amazing that you were able to do that, given the fact that it was an R-rated movie. It was you know, supposed to be seventeen and above. The the ticket taker must have thought that you know you had somebody behind you. Maybe you know, I don't know, but I got right in. I didn't have to argue nothing. 
And I'll never forget it because I met, it was my first convention also that I've ever went to was my friend, Mike, he knows I'm a huge Madman fan. He's a huge horror fan too. And he called me or texted me or whatever. And took cause he used to go to conventions all the time, horror conventions. And I was like, Oh, they sound like they're cool, but I had never gone for whatever reason. I have no idea. And he let me know that Madman Mars was going to be a chiller. And I'm like, mm. no shit. I'm like, all right, well, this is where I pop my cherry and I go to my first convention. So I went there, I made a beeline. I didn't care who was there. I was like, all right, where's the sign? What room? All right, where's Paul Ellis? And I went in there and he was the first person that I met ever at the first convention. And it's weird for me too, because it's the first horror movie that I ever seen in the theater. So it's very strange for me and very cool for a nostalgia for me. Um, and he couldn't have been cooler. And the only person that was billed to be at Chiller was Paul. But then I met Gary and I met Harriet Bass and I met Mike Sullivan, Dippy. Dippy, yep. Yes, but he's, he's since passed away, I think. Oh, he has. Oh, I didn't hear that. I think so. Don't quote me, but I think so. And I kicked myself in the ass because I didn't get an autograph from him and I didn't take a picture with him. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I want to say he did, but don't quote me. If I was to guess, I think I saw that somewhere. Yeah. Well, I would believe you. I mean, I saw him uh, speaking at conventions. I went to my first convention on, you know, on the other side of the desk. Yeah. Uh, presenting Madman. Um, it, it had to be around the time that that DVD Blu-ray came out. Yeah. And, um, it was myself. And I had a picture. I was going to try to send it to you. I couldn't find it on my iPad of myself, uh, Gary, uh, Paul and uh, Mike uh, Dippy yeah. um, all this table. Um, I, I hadn't seen, uh, she wasn't there at the time. Stacy wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, Harriet Bass rather. Yes. Uh, but it was my first time seeing, uh, those guys, um, since, uh, you know, since I made especially Dippy. No, I had seen Gary before cause we did that, uh, the, the Blu-ray, I think I told you the interview yeah. and yeah. I went to Paul's house, but Dippy, I hadn't, hadn't seen in all those years and he looked exactly the same. Yeah. The same as when when he was in the movie. Yeah, he had the, the same hairstyle, the same, same beard. Yeah, yeah, the same body. Uh-huh. You know, it was it was it was um, exactly the same. And he he's done. I mean, if you research him, he's done some really weird shit. I mean, he was into puppetry, and um, um, he used to work on a um, on a porn. You know, back in the days, they had porn movies. Yeah, really. Have but they made poor movies, you know, on Super 8 and uh, 8 millimeter films. Yeah. Uh, he used to work in that in that genre uh, back then. And he would build props. And he was bragging to me about this uh, prop he built with a big dildo. And it was like a seesaw or bicycle with a dildo <laughs> on it. It was like, wow, really? Man, Jesus Christ. We went to the, one of the conventions. Uh, we stayed overnight. There's one in New Jersey. I'm not sure which one it was, but... Um, we stayed overnight and I, you know, Gary paid for it, but I had to share a room with the, with Dippy, uh, but he was a very nice guy. So I, I would be, uh, it'd be sad to hear that he, he passed away, but I think he was sickly then if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. that's yeah. a shame. Yeah. Uh, it was a crazy. Story. What's that? Yeah. It's like, um, when they made the, uh, the making of, you know, the making of the 30 years, there was that whole part. And I discussed this with Gary too. 
that I couldn't believe because they went back to the original filming location where the house was and the campsite was and all that. And the tree was still there and they were looking and looking and the fucking noose rig was still in the tree 30 years later at that point. Crazy. That's crazy. It's bedded in the tree. Yeah. And it's still there. They left it there. Gary said it's still there. Unless they took the tree down. uh, They might have by now because that was 10 years ago already. Right. Nine or 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did see that when I when I, uh, Gary sent me the uh, anniversary edition, the 30 year anniversary edition. I was so wishing because he hadn't found me, as I said, but it would have been, been really, really cool if, um, you know, had he found me and I hadn't done any of the interviews yet. But when they went back to that place, it would have been really cool if they, they got to that tree and he saw and I just came wandering in like I was, you know, I finally got found yeah, <laughs> that would be 30 awesome. years later. I would have. I had like a, I had a blue jean jacket I could have wore. I had blue jeans I could have wore. I could have uh, work boots. I could have looked pretty much like them. Only you know, thirty years later, yeah, uh, that would have been funny. But you know, uh, yeah, they didn't find right. me in, in time in time for that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so- that that picture that you're referring to on um, on Facebook that's that's recent. That was just a, a yeah. few weeks ago. Uh, there was another fan who found me, and uh, his name is Troy, and. He, uh, you know, he asked me to sign his poster and would I be. Really he mailed it to you. He mailed it first, first to Paul and and then Paul uh, mailed it to me and then I sent it back to him. So that's how it went. The guy's a big fan like yourself um, into not only uh, our film, but other horror movies and the whole genre itself. Sure. And he set up in his house. Uh, he showed me pictures, a little basically movie theater. So he's got a marquee in his basement and. He's got posters on, you know, on the on the walls of this that film and others. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he asked me to do it. Uh, and I said, I, you know, of course, how could you say no? Right. Yeah, and, really, man. 40 years later, people just want you to try to post that they're going to put in their little man cave. It's exactly. just cool. It is cool. It is. And, you know, and and it's people like that and yourself. Uh, doing these sort of things that keeps that legend alive and keeps the film in the minds of uh, the people who saw it. Yeah. You know, uh, for me, my horror film, the one that scared the hell out of me when I was a kid um, was house on a haunted hill. Of course. You know? So, so I, I meeting Mars for you would have been like meeting Vincent price for me. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. So it would, that, that was the, that's how they made horror movies. Then there was no blood and guts. It right. was just really scary. Yeah. And uh, you know, I still remember that movie and I, I have it somewhere on a DVD you know, to watch it whenever I want. Yeah. Um, but that would be equivalent, I think, uh, for me, as far as that uh, being young and, and seeing something that really made an impression on me. Sure. These years later, still, it's still when I think of that one scene, you know, that really scared me with uh, the woman touching him on the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that made me cry. If I remember right. Yeah, That's man. Creepy shit when you're a kid, and it's like Man 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 itself, the movie itself. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a morbid kid. I don't know. It really didn't scare me. Scare me. There were certain parts as a kid that I would get anxious, like when you're creeping around Man Man's house and shit like that. Like that. That was like creepy to me. Like, what if he gets found? Like how? Like you're insane for even being in that guy's house. And I talked to, I, I told Gary this because when I met Gary at Chiller, he asked me if the movie scared me. 
And I was like, I'm basically told him the same story. I'm like, not really. But even when I watch it now, obviously it's residual and it just brings me back to the movie theater as a six-year-old. It's right in the beginning when he's telling the story around the campfire before you open your big mouth. Um, And he's telling the story about how Madman goes stark raving mad and butchers his family. And just the way it's shot and the score of his boots stepping with the ax and the doom, doom, and he's walking through the hallway. That right there, like the sound and just this, just that, the simplicity of it and just the way it's shot, that as a little kid creeped me out. I don't know why. But like, yeah, it's a scary image. Yeah, it's a scary image. But you know, once it goes crazy and you know, TP is getting you know hung and stuff like that, that's not scary. It's like, okay, let's see if he dies good. You know, the good kills, <laughs> you know, the good kills and the you know, the hatchet, you know, the, the when when Stacy, it's so crazy, it's so cheesy, but it's so good when when Harriet's you know, underneath the the, the hood of the truck. And and Madman jumps onto the hood and takes a head off. Like it's so campy and cheesy, but that's what makes it good. Like that that like Madman caught that wave of that very beginning of the slasher era. Mm-hmm. It was right in the beginning. There was Halloween in '78, Friday the Thirteenth. Well, if you want to count Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that's '74. But then forget that. You got Michael Myers. And then you have Friday, and then you have Mad Men. And from like 80, from 81 and then to like 87 was just full out all those slasher movies. So you guys caught that wave right in the beginning. And that's why I feel that you guys have such a a large underground cult following of loyal fans. Like that guy that you signed that poster, that guy will never sell that poster. He'll never sell that. Probably not. No, I, I agree with you. It is. Uh, underground cult is a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, um, uh, my, my contemporary friends, the friends I have now, people I work with have no idea of this history. I have, you know, I don't talk about it. I don't brag about it. Right. Um, they just see on, you know, I had somebody actually say to me after I, after that picture was listed of me signing the poster came to me at work. He goes, you, you were an actor. I said, I had no idea you were an actor. When was this? I go, oh, you know, it was decades ago, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I did that. Um, and so there are people who had no idea that I that I ever did anything like that. Yeah. Um, uh, so it is definitely a, a, a cult type of following. It's not in your mainstream, you right. know, and it's not listed anywhere as, you know, movies, movies required to be seen. Although right. I will say this um, and not many people know this and and I, I'm sure I didn't dream it, um, but there used to be two reviewers, Shishko and Ebert, and I'm sure you're familiar with them. Of course. Uh, and um, they would review movies on a weekly basis. Uh, they had a weekly show and they would basically talk about the films that came out that week. Right. And um, I guess it's going to be, if it came out in, would you say 81 is one 81 or 82? New Year's out. day, 82. 82. Okay. So that week, Madman made, they, they had a category on that stinker of the week. It's okay? <laughs> awesome. The film not to be seen. And I'm wondering, you know, you might be able to research this and find it. Probably. Uh, but Madman made Stinker of the Week. But that's so great it publicity. On, it was national television. I was, you know, I happened to be watching it. And uh, in my little apartment uh, on uh, on 10th Avenue between 44th and 45th Street. And I was watching it with my roommate at the time. I was like, holy shit, that's us. 
Nice. Hey, man, right here in Manhattan? What's that? You, you live in Manhattan over here? I was on 10th Avenue between uh, 44th and 45th Street. I work, I work on 45th and Vanderbilt. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, we're the other side, but yes. Yeah. It was, uh, and that was, you know, in the Hell's Kitchen's days uh-huh. uh, when I lived there. That was, um, uh, yeah, in the mid 80s. And um, we, I also lived down on Lower East Side for a couple of years and then moved to Hoboken and stuff. But anyway, I was, nobody knows that and really talks about that. Yeah. Um, just kind of proud of it because it was like we made like Shiskel and Ebert mentioned us. Hell yeah, yeah. man. That's awesome. So there has to be somewhere out there, there has to be a recording of that show or, or a mention of it. But yeah, Mad Men was on there and they, and they show clips, you know, of the movie. So, and I think I was in one of them and, you know, they talked about the, the poor acting and the poor, the poor writing and, and whole bunch of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, didn't bother me. You know, oh. again, I, I that, was, that was it. That was our, that was our 10 minutes of fame. Yeah. And the movie was going to go away like we anticipated. Uh, but so it was a big surprise again you know, when when uh, I found out that it did have this following and people watched it and and even that they made a DVD of it. It was like, yeah, could in it, but they did. Yeah, there's so all the different Gary kinds Cal- of versions. There's versions of VHS tapes, different co- people collect yeah. all that. There's the clamshells, there's the different regular slip covers, there's so many different languages, bootlegs, like people collect it's all crazy. of that shit. That's crazy. There was a, a so I think Paul has the poster of a Pakistani um, version of it. So uh, nuts. They made it in Pakistan. I mean, what? They got yeah. to, to act the parts and to dub it. And it's, you know, it was, it was, it was crazy, but they yeah. had it. it. It's, uh, it's insane. Yeah. And, you know, go figure. Go you know? figure. But, you know, I could tell none of us made money on it. You know, oh, no, uh, of course not. I mean, you're not getting madman residuals. No. <laughs> you're, not, it's not, you're not getting mailbox money from madman from 1982. No, not getting, I mean, the, the, the most money I made out of it in, in, in recent years was when we did the convention, you know. And, I would know, love for all of, I would love for everybody to or, or whoever is willing to to even Gary said it. He's like, you know, Galen Ross is whatever about it yeah. or whatever, you know, well, and she was Alexis Dubin in the movie as credited. But, um, yeah. but, you know, I think it would be great for any living cast member, crew member to do like another sort of, because conventions are back now and I go to conventions constantly to do another reunion because people would want to see you guys. I know yeah. I, I want, I, listen, I'll fucking gladly pay you fucking whatever for a picture and an eight by 10 sign by you. You know what I mean? That, you know, uh, it, it just, it just felt wrong. You know, it's like these people are, nah. you know, because they, you know, they want to see us and they want to, pr- they're promoting our film. Yeah. You know, to me, that's the reward itself and to tell people stories and, yeah. and stuff like that. So I've done two conventions with them, with Gary and Paul and Dippy. Uh, but since then we haven't done any, although there's been talk of others. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's at this time, particularly uh, Paul's getting up there in age and he's, mm. he's got a lot of medical problems. Yeah. Uh, so he's limited in his capacity, his ability to uh, travel and to do these things anymore. Yeah. Uh, but up to a couple of years ago, he was still doing it. Yeah. Uh, and I know fact, he loves to meet his fans though. I know he, 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 he relishes oh, in that. Yeah, he does. He does. And, and he's um, uh, when you when you do have this interview with them, you're you're going to get a lot of good stories and oh, a sure. lot of uh, uh, insider stuff, you know that that happened. 
uh, that we, you know, that we experienced, uh, but he's great. He's great at it. And, um, he's uh, very personable and, and very, uh, he's entertaining just watching him talk about the film. Yeah. So, um, I, I hope you get to do it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he's willing to, yeah. he doesn't have to go and leave his house. It's easier. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure you'll you'll have the opportunity uh, with him. Yeah. As far as the others, um, I know uh, uh, Harriet. She's still out there, and she's yeah. still on Facebook. Yeah. And I, 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 I sent her. She's she's like never active on Facebook. I sent her a friend request. I don't know how long I messaged her, but it's pretty. I mean, I'm sure she might not even have it on her phone. You know what I mean? Like she would have to like go to. So she's right. not very active on there. I was hoping to get her maybe something will happen within the next few days. I'll make a four part series. If she's willing to talk to me, like that would be cool. I would love to talk to her. Yeah. Keep, keep uh, asking her. I mean, all they can say is no or ignore you, you know, so sure. it's, it's worth the trip. Yeah. Uh, now uh, did you sent me the fan, uh, the picture of, um, uh, gosh, I'm sorry. You know, I can't all remember. Right. Uh, the girl that gets the shotgun in the face. Well, uh, I'm sorry. I can't even remember the actress's name. The girl uh, shotgun in the face. Oh, um, Ellie, um, and she yeah. played Ellie. Yes, yes. And I can't think of her name, but she. Uh, somebody just sent me a Facebook picture of it. It might have been Troy. I think it was Troy. This guy, Troy, the one who I just signed the poster for. Okay. Um, he found her. Yeah. He, 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 that, that picture that's of her. right. I, I saw that picture, too. I'm actually looking up her name right now. Jan Claire. Jan Claire. Thank you. And, 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 and I actually... So... I, was, I looked her up on Facebook, but I can't find her. I don't know. I mean, someone found her and there's a picture of her, but I, I can't find her on social media anywhere. Yeah. I, well, first of all, the name is not Jan Claire. I can't remember what her real name was. Uh, uh. So probably under that name. Um, but um, I thought on that post, it actually listed her real name. Uh, oh. I could be wrong, but uh, okay. you know, I'll, 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 I'll dig in and I'll look. I'll, I'll hit her up in a heartbeat if she's willing to talk to me. Contact that guy, Troy, because uh, he's on my, you know, you should be able to see him on my uh, sure. my friend. Yeah, because he's my friends as well. So uh, he's uh, like an investigative reporter when it comes to Madman. So he's out finding these folks. Oh, I'm going to uh, hit up Troy. <laughs> I'm hitting up Troy soon. Yeah, hit him up because he, he might have the contact information for it because he, he posted, I found her. You know, yeah. I was like, cool. Well, that's neat. I haven't seen her since then. Yeah. Uh, the other guy, Seth, uh, I, I never saw or heard from him again after yeah. that film. Uh, I know Tony that, Fish, who played TP, he's passed away. He passed away, as did Joe, of course, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, the director. Uh, so, uh, but the other actors in the film. Max, you know, I think, has passed away as well. He did. And he was on the DVD version, yeah. you know. Uh, <clears throat> he was... Uh, Again, surprised of how successful it was. He too had a uh, a different name in the film because he's a, actually quite a famous actor. Yeah, uh, he's done that. If you if you research him, um, he's done a he even was a, a director of a, a theater company yeah. involved in a, a very famous theater company. So uh, yeah, a lot of people went on to some success and or good well good success. Yeah. Uh, but you know. The rest of us found other careers and paths, you know, career yeah. paths and, and lives. Richie, uh, don't you know that you're messing with things beyond your control? <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> had to do it. A little nerd moment, whatever. <laughs> it's off the bed, man. Yeah, yeah, man. So it was, uh, you know, fun making that film. Yeah. Um, it 
we also, another interesting story I remember, um, we were made that film, uh, we were shooting that film in December of 1981. Uh-huh. And I believe that was when um, John Lennon was shot. Because um, I remember coming down uh, one morning because uh, or one evening because we, we slept during the day and we worked at night. The, the film was mostly shot at, at night. Nighttime. And I remember coming down and um, the guys like Joe and Gary um, and some of the other older actors, um, not that I didn't know who John Lennon was, but they were, you know, they grew up with the Beatles. So sure. they grew up with John Lennon. And I just remember this quietness coming down and and um this thickness in the air uh you know we normally was very busy and 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 active you know coming getting ready to shoot and i was like what happened what's what's going on and and uh and i remember them saying how did you hear john you know uh, john lennon was killed last night and so i i i remember that as that december in 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 because we shot it in that in those months it was towards the end of the shoot, um, but um, I remember that. Uh, that's kind oh. of stuck in my mind as uh, sure. a, a real strong memory of the time. But I haven't heard anybody else talk about that, so I always wondered if I dreamt it or yeah, you know, <laughs> associated with that. But I just remember that you know they were they were of that era, the 1960s. Yeah. You know, sure. a lot of them were uh, already in their 30s uh, when we filmed that. So. Uh, I remember there's a sadder moment of, of making that film, but something that sticks out for me. Um, and then just, you know, we, 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 we just had fun. I mean, at nighttime we would go, we would go sit naked in the, uh, when we weren't shooting in the, in hot, the hot tub, tub, the very hot tub that you get that scene in. Yes. Uh, it was really it's a very strange scene. It's a very weird scene. It's just like, they're just looking at each other and they're just going around and around. <laughs> right. no, it was like sort of like a ballet in the hot tub. But, uh, yeah, it's very odd. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's a weird scene. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It was a closed set, so we didn't get to, uh, we didn't get to peer in. Right. It was just Joe, uh, the, the DP, whoever lit it, and the two actors. Yeah. You know, they closed that set, but, um, you know, it was, yeah. it was memorable, I guess, for some. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, certainly, <laughs> certainly not a, a an erotic scene by any means. No, it's not. It's like an artsy thing. I don't know what they were trying to do there, but it's a part of the movie. It's definitely well, in my brain. But you mentioned artsy. One thing that I've heard people say time and time again that really uh, left an impression on them with the film was the lighting. Sure. Um, you know, and how they were able to capture uh, again. Uh, that kind of sense of doom and gloom and scariness using yeah. the light and sound, as you mentioned, yeah. the, 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 the music and the sound effects that they used in the film um, gave it a, a, a sort of atmosphere that I think a lot of people do that remember that atmosphere. And then you brought up yourself, you know, the guy walking down and seeing his boots, yeah. you know, and the ax dragging on the floor behind him, yeah. you know, so, uh, that leaves an impression, but a lot of people have mentioned that. Um, and Paul will tell you a story that um, uh, the director of uh, gosh says it's his favorite horror movie. Uh, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to edit this later on because I nah, no, there's no editing going on. Who Eli yeah. Roth? Uh, uh, the the director of um, Pulp Fiction. Oh, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino apparently loves men. 
That's you know, awesome. <laughs> I don't know where Paul got that story, but you'll have to ask him about it, that he saw someone who saw someone who knew him and he loves Mad Men. So to think that some famous actor was, you know, that does the movies that he does, because he's a psycho when it comes to his movies and stuff. But I mean, Madman is a very simple, straightforward campfire maniac running around killing people in order, roll credits. So for Quentin Tarantino to be like, I love that. Maybe he likes it because it's so straightforward and the lighting and whatnot. Maybe I, that's what I was thinking more of the art, that thing kind of thing. It must've been the lighting or something. Yeah. I even, even, I remember seeing it in a movie theater. I went to the opening. Uh, uh, most of us did. It was um, on the Rivoli theater. It was on 49th street, I think on Broadway or seventh Avenue. Yeah. And um, I remember being impressed by it and actually getting scared a couple of times of things popping out, even though I knew it existed right. and was, you know, it was there. So I remember being impressed by it myself. I think, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, certainly cool to see yourself up on a big screen. Sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's left a lot of impressions on people um, yeah. over the years. And, uh, you know, that guys like yourself and yeah. even gals, you know, we uh, doing the. The, one of the conventions, we had these these two young girls that came up to us and they were talking about their experience. And everyone shares that first experience, you know. Of first course, because it's so memorable. It sticks there. Yeah. Of course. So, and that's that's what I find really cool. Yeah. To find that you have an impact on somebody, um, you know, at, at a young age, most of them. And, and that they still recall that and they want to tell you about that. Yeah. You know, that. Experience, I always find um, very. It's, it's literally forty years later, and I remember that vividly. I'm forty six. I'm forty six. I was six years old. So amazing. I was six, and I still remember that vividly. I don't know yeah. why. It's just it's stuck. And here we are, literally forty years later. And I'm talking to you like I'm talking to you like I know you for a hundred years. But in the back of my head, I'm talking to fucking Richie. It's weird. <laughs> But it's awesome. I don't know, man. It's and obviously to some people, it's stood the test of time. There's people mailing you posters that they want your signature. I think that if there's a madman reunion at a convention, you guys would clean up and it would be fucking awesome. You know, I would be right there. I would be right there. I'd shake your hand in person and say, what's up? Buy you a beer. It's just whatever. Be busy when we were there, I have to say. And again, that in and of itself is very impressive to me. Um, the last one I did, I was sitting next to uh, one of the ki kids who was in E.T., uh, the old uh, McNaughton. I forget yeah. his first name. Yeah, uh, I know who you're talking about. And uh, he was literally at the next table right next to me. And I'm saying, Jesus, he was in one of my favorite movies of all time. He was in E.T. Right. E. I mean, I saw that when it came out five times yeah. in, in the first week. You yeah. know, I went sometimes twice in one day yeah. to see it, how much I enjoyed it. And this kid, I wanted to be him. I, I wanted to be an actor that was in a movie with Spielberg and yeah. made that kind of movie. And here he is. He's doing the same thing I am. Well, I guess I'm doing something pretty cool. Yeah, hundred percent, man. So um, yeah, it was it, it was fun. And you know, these kind of things always uh, bring back those nice fond memories for me as well. Yeah, um, things that we did at that time. Um, you know, it was a different it was a different world then too, man. You know, it's, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so much has changed. Uh, since those times and things yeah. that we've done, geez, now I mean, just uh, sitting in the sitting in a hot tub naked with women, we would probably get accused now. Of oh, being, of course you would. In 15 years from now, somebody would come out saying that they didn't feel right. It, it would be insane. Feel uncomfortable because I rubbed up against them in the hot tub. Right, making know? a movie. It's yeah, it's crazy. 
So, uh, but we had, we all did it, you know, even the, uh, uh, the person who did the, the makeup was got in a hot tub with us, you know, yeah. and we just kind of hung out and, and talked. And there was no, 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 you know, play or anything like that. Maybe some of the other actors had it. I don't know, but right. I certainly was involved in any of that, but it was just fun. It was just, you're relaxing. Yeah, that man. is what we did. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that, and that place, that camp, I don't, I don't know if Gary told you, but we actually lived there. On that yeah. Camp. And in some of the rooms that you see um, in the film were rooms that we have used to sleep in or eat in. Yeah, or, sure. Somewhere uh, in Fish, Fish Cove, Long Island. Fish Cove, Long Island. I yep. need to find, I need to go to the actual, I need to go and see the actual location. I know that the, the it's all leveled and everything, but I just want to see the grounds. Yeah, well, if it's existing, if it's not something not built there. Right. You know, you would think anywhere in Long Island is valuable property. And this was, you know, several acres wide. Or yeah. Long. Uh, you know, it was a, it wasn't a huge camp, but it was, you know, it was a camp, Yeah, you know, uh, it was, a, it was a cool place. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we, we had fun and the way it worked is, uh, for me anyway, I wasn't up there the whole time. Um, I would get shuttled back and forth, uh, to, uh, to and from New York city, um, for the days that I had to shoot. Uh, you know, guys like uh, certainly Alexis, she was there a lot longer than I was certainly Madman. Um, so I, I can't remember how often I was brought up there. Um, but it was, you know, for a day or two at a time, there was one or two times when I went up there and they didn't get to me, you know, and I basically hung out, you know, just waiting. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, the, the, in, in those days, you know, there was, um, uh, there's none of this digital stuff, right? So it was right. shot on, on, on film oh. and they, they would race in after the shooting in the morning. Uh, they would bring whatever they shot that day in canisters to the developer. And, and then they would leave it there and pick up the day before's dailies. And that's what they would do at, you know, before we actually shot at night, the director and the can, the, not the cast, no cast members were allowed into the, to view the dailies. Um, But the director and the DP and uh, you know, uh, certainly Gary and others were in the, were in there uh, looking at the dailies. Yeah. So we never saw anything of the film until it actually until we went to the opening. Yeah. Uh, there was there was no uh, special showing for any of the for any of the actors, you know, right. just for us or for the cast and crew. Uh, we went to the opening uh, that day, as I said, in, uh, on, uh, at the Rivoli Theater. I remember that's where I went. Yeah. Uh, for the, so it was fun, fun times. Yeah. yeah, man. And you see, before we were messaging back and forth, and you were like, "I have no idea what the hell I'm going to be talking to you about." We're going 45 minutes, dude. So it's, it's, yeah, it's awesome. You see, it's just, you just go. You're, you're very easy to talk to. And yeah, same with you, man. Same with you. So, so another, I don't know if you talked to Gary about this, but there is a script out there. Yes. There's a script out there. Uh, I, before, um, you know, uh, Gary and I had this falling out that I talked about. Um, he, he sent me the script because I kept, pestering about it i said come on let me just read it you know yeah. and, he, and he says well you can't you can't show it anyone i have it you know um i read it and um after i read it because he sent it to me digitally i erased it you know just so i wouldn't have it and be tempted yeah. uh but there's a script out there uh, i believe there's a couple of them so gary wrote this one and it's basically a it's not a continuation or a prior to it is right. basically a remake right. of the same thing so the script is, you know, the character, same characters, 
uh, just different, you know, made for our times. Right. Sure. And I liked it. I was like, I thought it was, I thought it was well written. Um, and I know he's been trying his damnness for years now to try to get it made or get one of the versions that are out there made. Yeah. Um, the other version that I'm aware of um, is uh, Paul wrote with with his son Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan is a filmmaker himself now out in California. Nice. And uh, together he and his son uh, wrote this other version of it, which I have not seen. Uh, but that version was more of a, my understanding of it, um, how Mars came to be. Okay. So there's that aspect of the story. Sure. And then, and then uh, it continues on from where our story ended. Right. Okay. Um, so there would be no Jimmy in it. There would be no, uh, you know, any of the characters that you know. Right. It would be new people. Yeah. But I thought it would be cool if Richie showed up in it. Yeah. You know, uh, as uh, I tell you, Richie should be there like in a mental institution, you Something. know, 40 years later. Yeah. You know, from, from his experience of seeing all the dead bodies. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to run with it. They say, oh, yeah, we like that idea. But you know how that goes. Of course. Um, so there are versions of it out there uh, sort of waiting to be made. Yeah. I don't know if it's, you know, you don't see that kind of genre that much anymore. Right. Um, I think it's more going now, uh, the the way the industry is directed, those sort of films, more to the, you know, the scary, like A Quiet Place. And uh, yeah. that kind of stuff that it, that exists now. Um, you know, yeah, but those... I think it would be awesome to bring back an old school reboot of a slasher movie and put it out that like, just to go against everything it's like wow okay cool like this is to, to people like me and people of my age and your age that grew up on this stuff like all right this is my kind of horror movie you yeah. know because i'm sure it'll pick up some sort of steam and it will also shine light especially to the newer generation a lot of the people that would find out about the madman reboot would probably think that that's a brand new movie and not even a reboot so it would shine right. light on the original as well so I think it would be awesome. It sure would. I just don't know how the original would hold up to today's audience, you know, um, with oh, the yeah. expectations that they have of the film. Right. You know, um, I, I don't think it would scare many people at all anymore. No, um, but it's it's just a, a, a bloody, campy yeah. slasher movie. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. That's all it know? is. It is what it is. And, you know, if you enjoy that sort of thing, but... Certainly there's an audience out there. How big it is, I'm not really sure. Uh, maybe one of the reasons why it hasn't been made. Uh, but I think it's bigger than what everyone thinks. Well, it's certainly bigger than I thought, you know, yeah. for, for sure. You know, just the following. And like I said, I'm still amazed yeah. that people ask me to do these things or sign their posters. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, if it's out there, you know, I, I hope it gets made. It would be cool. You know, yeah. it'd be cool to, to see that years. I would love to make a cameo in it. Yeah. You know, even if it was the they redid the original, I still think it would be cool. It'd be um, um, if you remember, uh, Kevin McCarthy was the original guy in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes. Another original movie that I uh, I loved. Absolutely yeah. loved as a kid. So it gets remade some 20, 30 years later with Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. But 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 Kevin McCarthy's in it. Yes. Right? And he comes running up to the car window and he's banging on the window <laughs> yeah. and it was like, Oh, cool. And anybody who saw the original would know that. Yeah. You know, people who are just watching invasion of the body snatches for the first time would, right. but it was a cool, um, ode to yeah. the original 
film. Yeah, and that's I how I would something. feel. That's how I would feel if, if whoever cast if it was you or Paul or whoever from the original made a cameo in the remake, I would have the same feeling. Like, oh, that's fucking cool. Like, there's Richie and there's, yeah. That would be cool. Easter eggs for the people that know. It, that's a good way to put it, Easter eggs. So, yeah, man. Yeah. I, you know, I hope it gets made, but, you know, I don't know where they are with it. Um, what did Gary talk about it? He talked about it, but he didn't say he didn't say anything about as far as it being done right now or any kind of a release date or anything like that. He spoke about it. He said that he has characters and, you know, he has everything, you know, a script. And, you know, he's it's basically waiting on somebody to put up the capital to make the damn thing without them being like, well, you need to change this. You need to change that. We need a twist. We need this. You know, he doesn't want to do all that. And I don't blame him. You know, oh, they, they, you know, they want to change your story and make some sort of a, a twist about it. It's like, it's, there's no twist. It's straightforward. It's, it's, that's what it is. Leave it alone. You know, but. Yeah, oh, you're right. It would you be, know? Uh, and usually when they do that kind of thing, it ruins. It, it ruins it. Right. It ruins what it's supposed to be. It changes the whole movie. Yeah. The people are going to see it like yourself and those who, who are part of that cult. Mm -hmm. They want to see that. You know, uh -huh. they want to see uh, the movie again, you know, yeah. in, a, in a new updated version or with the same characters where they've gone. They don't yeah. want to see twists, no. you know, or, no. or, or something that's going to be. I don't be, need uh, silly surprises or uh, I don't need that. I don't yeah. need that. The cool stuff that original characters in it or the original people in it, yeah. you know, original actors uh, playing different parts or just a cameo. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, man. So when yeah, you talk to Paul, ask him about his, because I know, you know, his son is very active in the industry um, and he's actually he's actually done quite well for himself. He's got a film out there uh, that uh, I saw and it was really good. I'm not going to remember the name. Sorry, okay. um, but he's he, he, he's quite a good director himself, you know, and Paul's got the whole story. I'm sure he'll share with you about the day yeah. his son was born uh, and we were what we what happened and we were shooting that day. And, OK. Uh, it was cool. Paul, at the time, also, uh, we also were shooting around Thanksgiving, uh, not Thanksgiving, uh, Halloween, right? Yeah. I, and we got, um, it was a couple of months shoot altogether. Uh, but I remember being up there Halloween with Paul, and he proclaimed himself to be a warlock at that time. Like, real <laughs> so he was giving me all these scary, shitty stuff, stories, because I'm walking around in his old creepy house, and he's telling me how the energy in the house the actual house that we shot in uh -huh. was a re it wasn't it wasn't a built set it was a house it was yeah a house. and uh he said oh you know in this room i think it feels like someone was killed here or something and i'm like hey, he's freaking me out this guy <laughs> you know even though you all these camera people around you it's still a scary place you know with the we had a import they had generators outside to import electricity and I don't even know where we took a piss, but, you know, I don't remember that. But <laughs> in the woods a, somewhere, whatever. Woods, and there was woods around it. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, uh, it was a cool, scary house uh, that, they, that they found uh, to do this in. Yeah. So, like I said, yeah, I, I would love to go and even if I was able to look and just stand there and look at the tree and see the thing, like, that's, that's my childhood, dude. You know what I mean? Like. It is it just to be able like I can't believe the forty years I'm actually standing here and that thing is still up there and like it was to be a, a cool moment for me for personal reasons you know that's a cool and it wasn't set up by the way I mean they didn't like find that beforehand and set it up I think when you're watching them I think they actually found it then yeah no they did they were looking around like oh there's the tree and then they got closer and they were like hold on like 
like, there's the ring. And they were like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Even Gary was just like, wow. Like, well, that was a moment right there. And you could see it wasn't like they, they just put it there, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, no, it wasn't like set up. Like, or, it wasn't set up at all. Yeah, no, it was aged into the tree. Yeah. You know, the whole dolly, the uh, whole wheel and everything. It was, yeah. you could see the tree was growing around it. So it's like, holy crap, that's it. Yeah. You know, so I was, so I was cool. even by that, that they yeah. were able to find that. Um, but as far as the location now, I have no idea what's there. I bet Gary would know, or certainly yeah. Paul, because he lives on the island. Yeah. You know, he, he would probably be more familiar with uh, what it looks like today. Yeah, yeah, Gary was telling me if I just go onto Google Maps and do the satellite view to Fish Cove, it's not a very big place, so you might be able to figure out whatever. But then there's nothing really to go by from the movie because everything is so damn dark. So you don't it's see dark. streets or anything like that. I mean, you see like the, the dirt road where at the end where, you know, where, where Max comes to you, Richie, oh man, he's real, you know. Like you can't tell anything from that road. It's dark out. Yeah. No, and it was shot, I think, purposely that because the place was nowhere near as big and as open as it seems, um, even back then. You know, I mean, it was still in the woods, um, but um, it was, uh, you know, it's it wasn't a big, vast, lost, lost, deep in the woods kind of place. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we uh, talking about, you know, shooting it through those months. Uh, Gary might have told you this story. Um, it, the wood scenes, you know, by the time we started it, at the time we were coming towards the end of it, uh, it was already nearly winter. Um, and so the leaves on the trees had all fallen off uh -huh. and, and it was, um, you know, it was, there was, it was bare. So I remember seeing uh, people from the, um, the arts department, uh, they had glued, they made these little leaves and they were gluing them on the trees. Really? To, feel like it was still the end of summer and that there was still bushes and trees. Wow. And stuff. Yeah. So that's a huh. neat little story that I remember and thinking, Jesus, I hate to be these guys. Because yeah. it was what a tedious, out. annoying job. Yeah. And it was cold out, you know, and they're, and they're <laughs> out there, you know, yeah, exactly a tedious and norming job, but that was, that was their job. And they would yeah. make it look like summer still or the end of summer, you know? Yeah. So uh, that was uh, another interesting thing that, yeah. uh, that happened. In, yeah. in those yep. awesome so fucking yep. cool man so cool this is this is fucking great dude i want to i, I want to meet you in person well hopefully we'll have one of these things i mean, I mean you, uh, did gary mention anything about it or is he he, he didn't but who knows i don't know I, I he would have to reach out or, or whatever i mean i know a few people that run conventions but my word isn't going to say anything you know what i mean you know yeah. it, it's I don't know. Well, this guy, Derek Young, that's his name. He was one I did that podcast with, I said, years ago. Uh -huh. uh, since that time, he got me to, uh, he makes these little films himself. Uh, and he got me to, to play a role in one of his films. And I, I shot it myself in my own house, basically my scenes. Uh -huh. uh, you know, that gives you an idea of how it was put together. Uh -huh. uh, but he's out there and he's still a big fan of the film. And, um, He's still, he's not only a movie maker, but he's a wrestler. He, oh boy. Okay. He's, you know, one of these wrestlers that, you know, the setup fights, whatever it is, they sure. all stay. So he does that. But um, he recently contacted me, I would say within the last three or four months and asked me again, he says, there's this convention coming up. Would you be willing to come? And I think it's in either North Carolina or somewhere like that. And I said, sure. If you can get other people to do it, you know, if, if Gary and, 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 um, 
uh, Paul, especially, are willing to do it. I'll, I'll make arrangements to come. And he said he was going to talk to Gary, but that was the last they heard of it. Right. So he's another one you can reach out to. Again, Derek Young. He's on Facebook. Okay. Uh, Let me write his name down. Maybe reach out to him because maybe if there's a couple of you, uh, you know, bugging Gary or, or Paul, though, Paul, like I said, it's going to be hard for him to travel. Um, but, you know, if you're ever going to do it, do it soon because we're all getting older. Yeah, 100 percent. And, that, and, that, and that's, that was another reason why I wanted to do this. You know, not saying you're old, but I know that Paul is getting up there in age and it's 40 years since the movie is out. So it's like right. and it, like me. I know the movie inside and out. And I also wanted to put this out because maybe not everybody who watches this or listens to the podcast is very familiar with Madman. So maybe it's like new ears and new eyes and they'll go check it out or whatever it might be. Sure. Just to smarten people up a little bit about it if they don't already know. Yeah, well, it is out there on DVD. And in fact, I'm, I'm almost positive you can watch the whole film on, on you know, Google or YouTube or anything. And the whole like thing people. is on YouTube. You can get it on Amazon Prime. It's, yeah. yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's out there. Um, you know, and people are interested in buying the, the Gary has a bunch of, uh, um, paraphernalia shirts. Yeah. Shirts and DVDs and yeah. All kinds of stuff that, that for a while he had a website, a madman Mars. Well, I think it's still up. It's a uh, madman DVD.com. I believe. Okay. Yeah. So he still has uh, stuff that he sells yeah. on there. Uh, he, he sent me, you know, he was, he was very, He's a very generous guy, Gary. Yes, he really is. Uh, he sent me, you know, the, when the DVD came out, he sent me that. And then when the Blu-ray came out, he sent me that. He just sent me some shirts. Um, so he's he's very generous with um, with, with that stuff. And uh, and he's very uh, into keeping the Man-Man Legend alive with folks like yourself and others. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure he would be willing to do it if he had the time and the place was yeah. right. Um, I mean, I, even even just a couple of years ago, there was still every once in a while uh, showings in these like art. Um, Love uh, it. Yeah. yeah, man. Little independent little movie house things and they'll show it. It's awesome. I yeah. would. I haven't seen it in the theater since I was six. I would if it was playing somewhere, I would absolutely go and watch it in the theater. Oh, that's cool. And, and it, it has um, one of the conventions I did. It was one. Of, it was a smaller one, um, but they had a showing of it then. And after the showing, we did a question and answer period. Uh, so that was always cool to see. It was a, it was a movie theater filled uh, with Madman fans. You so know? awesome. It, it was awesome, you know. Yeah. And afterwards, take the mic and tell these little, you know, stories and stuff like that. Stories I've heard by now millions of times, but sure. uh, people who hadn't, um, you know, it was all new to them and it was all exciting for them. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a pleasure, you know, and, and Troy, this guy, I signed a poster and he said, I'll send you some money. I go, you don't have to send me any money. I said, I'm okay. Yeah. I said, I'll sign the poster for you. You just got to pay for the poster to get to me and right. then for it to get back to you. Yeah. And he didn't send it for Paul first. And uh, I think the first time he sent it out, um, they, either the post office lost it or they ruined it. He had to go and buy another one. and uh. send it again. so it took, it was like a month and a half. Right. Before he finally got it back, um, but he did, and he's all, and he showed me a picture of it up on his wall. He framed it in a big glass frame, of and course. it's up with his movie marquee stuff. And uh, it was a pleasure. It was a yeah. pleasure to do it. There was no skin up my back. 
hell, yeah, I picked it up at the post office, opened it, had my wife take pictures of me signing it because yeah. he wanted to have that. Of course, yeah. it goes along with the whole thing. I do the same thing. Like when I go to conventions, I meet people, I'll take a few pictures of them signing the eight by 10 and then I take the picture with them and then I got the eight by 10. So I, I completely get the whole thing that the things that it's you want to have. To prove right, that the guy actually signed it. Right. You know, I'm going to sign it myself. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, so he, pre- he has a picture of Paul signing his. Nice. Uh, so um, yeah, it's... It, it's still amazing that I'm, we're having this conversation for me. Yeah, dude. And this and, is uh, this is a great conversation, man. Yeah, no, it's going great. I mean, I just yeah. say it just feels shocking to me that that we're still doing it. You know, and the fact that you brought it up 40 years ago. Yeah. You know, it came out, and it's like, wow. You know, who would have thunk it? I mean, there are major pictures out there that don't have this kind of following. Not at all. Saying, you know, 40 years later. Yeah. You know, and here we are. You know, so more power to you so so how does this work now is this it's not live feed right no it's not no it's not live um what i'm gonna do is i'm probably i'm gonna uh, this goes up on youtube just raw as it is the audio version i'm not sure exactly when i'm gonna put it out i want to record with paul and then what i'll do i usually put out episodes every friday with like a bonus episode here and there like i'll drop on a tuesday in between when i have them but what i think i'm gonna do once I have the three of you, I'm not sure in what order I'll probably do like you or Gary and then either you or Gary and then Paul. But what I'll do is like Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, like I'll put it out like as like that instead of waiting three full weeks for all three of you guys to come out. You know what I mean? I'll put it smaller together. So it's a compact little series more. Um, but in the beginning, like I said, like I don't edit nothing. This whole entire conversation as is, is going up. Um, And the very beginning, what I'll probably do, I'll probably put like the audio to like the Madman movie trailer or something like that in the beginning. And then it'll fade into us talking and that's it. And then once okay. I once I find out exactly when I'm going to put it out, obviously, I'll let you know um, uh, the, the day that it comes out. As soon as it comes out, I'll put up the flyer that I made um, all over all social media. You don't have an Instagram account, do you? I don't. OK, no. OK. I just to avoid it. That stuff. I mean, Facebook is a stretch for me, so I yeah. have that. That's yeah. pretty much it. Right. Okay. That's fine. Well, you'll. I'll tag you on that, and you yeah, know, send me because I'd be interested in. I, I want to actually listen to the Gary's interview and and Paul's. Oh, hundred percent. You know, they're fascinating men, and they have a lot of good stuff to say. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'd be interested in hearing it. So do you uh, that that picture you sent me? I thought was really cool. Thank you. you. Made that made that montage i may, I, may I do all the flyers all of it i i sit i get into a zone and i'm all over the internet and madman and tom candela and this and that I, I even put the movie on and then i'll pause it and take screenshots from the actual movie that you can't find a particular like there might be a space on the flyer that like Nothing on Google really fits well. So I'll be like, oh, but I know a certain scene and I'll take a screenshot and then use that and put it into Photoshop and create whatever. I made one for Paul and he's like, holy shit. He's like, I need, I need you to mail me a physical copy of that for my personal collection. And like that right there for me is awesome. It's like this guy, the first movie I seen the theater, like he wants my artwork for his personal madman collection. Like that's cool. Like full circle shit for me. You know what I mean? I get it. He'll he'll tell you, I mean, he's got people send him shit all the time. I mean, he's got 
people have sent them madman dolls that oh. they made themselves. Yeah. yeah. And he got one mask um, that a guy made that you would swear it is the mask that was used in the film. You know, um, they, they, I mean, it's the head and everything. I mean, yeah. it, it's incredible. Um, and he'll ask him to show it to him because his house itself is like a really cool place. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I can, I can imagine he makes those crazy knives and shit. Up. Yeah. He's done all kinds of film work and, and um, artwork and stuff like that. And it's all over his house, you know, and it, it's one of those places where it's like, wow, it's like a museum. Yeah, it really is. You know, so you go there and you see all these cool things, not just Madman stuff, but other things like yeah. like his knives and things. Um, but he has a collection of Madman stuff. Like I said, the, the head, a doll, um, pictures that people have, um, artwork that they have sent, people have done and sent to him, copies. Yeah. It, so it really is, like you said, a cult following. And it's it's, it's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's no Richie dolls. <laughs> there should be one. There should be a whole cast. There should be with a whole with a yellow friggin' school bus and and everything. <laughs> there should be everything. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, talk to him about that because he 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 loves showing that stuff and the fact that you're doing it on on camera. Um, he probably give you a tour of his house. Awesome. You know, you walk around, yeah, which is a cool place in and of itself. Yeah. So now I want to just briefly talk about that book. Yeah. All right. So for the kids at home listening, I'm googling your name to. You know, if I, I know that I knew that you, you were credited as Jimmy Steele. Like I knew all that stuff, but I was looking for more of like photographs and whatever. So before I hit the images, like Tom Candela, Madman, and then it was like right underneath it was Tom Candela, blah blah, blah and it was it's even said like Madman, and it was said author, and it was a book called Abused. I'm like, all right, well that's cool. Like Anthony, maybe he wrote a book. That's cool. So my original flyer that I made of you. I took the image of the book and the whole book is just a, it's a black book and there's blood on it. And it just said accused by Tom Candela. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'll incorporate that. It would be something that we could talk about. I'll incorporate that onto the flyer. And then when I hit you up, I was like, yeah, you know, we can talk about the movie. We can talk about your book. And then you wrote me back my book. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I don't have a book. I'm like, what? <laughs> Holy shit. Like, I feel like an idiot, but here, look, this isn't you. And you're like, holy shit, no, but I need to buy that. So I sent you the Amazon link if you want to buy it. Well, you sent me the Amazon link, but guess what? I actually went on Amazon myself and searched it. It's not there. So I don't know. I don't know where that came up or where you got that. But right after you right after you sent it, you know, it was and I was like 1995. What the hell did he write for 1995? And I couldn't read the back of it. I was trying to make it bigger, but I couldn't do it on that picture you sent me. So I said, well, let me go on Amazon and let me look at it because there weren't any reviews on the thing, on the link you sent me. Right. right. So I go and I type in abused and it comes up. there's other things called abused, but nothing uh, like that book and certainly nothing with my name on it. So then I type in my name and of course nothing came up. So I don't know. You could go, when we get done, go and find it, see if you can find it. So I don't know if somebody made that and it's on the internet but why they would do that i don't know i don't know either but i was like all right the guy made a book we can talk about the book i don't know and it's spelled correctly most people spell my name with two l's right you know and not and i've never i've met other candelas in the world but i never met a tom candela and i was even trying on the back of that book there's a picture 
And I was trying to make it bigger so I could see what it looks like. But from what I could see, this kind of looks like me, you know, but it's I'm not. Gonna, I know I'm going to go on and see if I can find it on my, because I'm on a big desktop right now. So I'll look and if I find it, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you a message. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Send it to me and send me that, the real link to it, because not that I'm going to buy it, but I just want to see what it's about. Yeah, you sure. Know? And it would be neat to contact the guy because it says, I think it says he lives in the Brooklyn or Bronx. Uh, on the back there, from what I could read, you Strange. know, and, ah, Weird. I, don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. You sent me. We'll talk about your book, and I'm like, my book. Yeah, uh, I'm like, yeah, talking? your book. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this, this isn't you. I guess not. <laughs> no, well, it's not me. But the, weird the coincidence, man. <laughs> well, it is. I'm just, I'm just wondering if someone just was fucking around, like you know, and and, and made that. I don't know. But see if I you can know. find it. I will. Dude. That's it. Yeah. Tom, yeah. thank you so much for your time, man. This was awesome. And, oh, it was, Jim. And hopefully, I'll be, sooner rather than later, I'll be able to meet you at a convention or wherever. And, uh, and, and, yeah. once this, and once I get a better grasp, exactly when it, it will, it will come out 100%. But what, like I said, let me just record with Paul, and then I'll put them out as a cluster, and you'll know exactly what date, time, everything. Cool. Now, do you, you tease it out to your followers? I do. I'll, I'll tease it like the week before, okay. like the week before. Or, or if you want to post something, feel free. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Um, but yeah, no. I, I will tease it. Yeah, no, that's not. I'm just interested in how this how this works. I mean, you said you have quite a few followers, yeah. you know, but what you told me, that's I think that's pretty incredible in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and this is what I do. This is what I do with everyone. I just shoot the shit and talk about cool shit and if people want to listen they listen but for some reason people listen i find it strange i think it's very cool sometimes i don't know i have a very heavy strong brooklyn accent i don't know i don't even hear myself when i talk so uh, people listen to me and i don't know why but (laughs) whatever it is it is well yeah yeah you got something that people want you know so that's cool all right very good yeah i appreciate it man and like i said we'll be in touch I'm going to look for that book and we'll be in touch regardless, man. Yeah. And look, if, if Paul and Gary decide they want to do one to three of us, or if you get, you find somebody else, whether it be uh, uh, Harriet or, uh, you know, Jan Claire or yeah. whoever you find and they say, yeah, we'll do it. Now I know Alexis will never do it. Right. Uh, so um, I, she is on Facebook too. Right. Um, just stick her real name. Galen Ross. Galen Ross, thank you. So she's out there um, on Facebook and in other places. And, uh, you know, she apparently has wants nothing to do with the film. But again, if you talk to that guy, Troy, um, he said he made contact with her and she's willing to sign some of his, his stuff, which awesome. I said, if you get that, I said, that's worth a lot. I said, because she has not been able to will to do it for anyone else. Right. So, um, you know, uh, look up those folks. I will. And, uh, Derek Young, as I said, Troy Anderson, maybe, or Troy is something. Or the I'll look on your friends list, and I'll, I'll, I'll find that post. I'll look for a Troy. I'll find it. All right. Awesome. All right, buddy. Tom, Tom, thanks a lot, buddy. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year to you as well, my man. Okay. Later. Take care now. You All too. Right. Bye.